The following is a hoop ball presentation. Good morning, hoop ballers, and welcome to another edition of Hoop Balls DFS today. This is your Sunday, January 24th edition. I am your host, Santino Cacone, and I mentioned last night on the podcast, I, I am filling in for Mike tonight. Mike felt a little bit ill, so I'm filling in for him, but I did mention on the podcast last night that we are, or we are going to have a guest. I didn't throw out any, uh, lay any clues there, but I did say tune in tomorrow. We'll have a treat for you guys, and we have a good one here. We have a new face or new voice on our podcast here we have the man the myth the legend himself <laughs> chuck manslack how you doing buddy <laughs> what's up santino how you doing all right man <clears throat> awesome um so chuck has been playing dfs for a while now he's also a part um he lives near mike and myself in connecticut about 35 minutes away or so not not right next to us but we live in the same the same vicinity or well, i should say an hour and a half away from me because uh 35 minutes away from where mike is but he is in the same small world here we found chuck in the state of connecticut here but uh chuck tell the viewers sure, a little I bit am. about yourself and, and uh and and what you want them to know about you going forward uh yeah man uh also from connecticut um i guess uh just going back into the field. I uh, graduated from Penn State uh, back in the, the late Joe Pod days, you know, in 2005. Uh, telecommunications major, uh, focused on television, radio production. Um, pretty much got a job with Fox News Channel right out the college gates, uh, just working in every aspect of production, live shows. Um, you know, worked on uh, Fox and Friends for years. Uh, you know, it was kind of like an entertainment, news, sports uh, kind of deal. Uh, did a lot of studio work, a lot of writing, a lot of editing um, for each host on every uh, on each individual show. I uh, also worked for a couple uh, state college, local television stations, and uh, just been freelancing uh, sports writing and news. Uh, you know, pretty much ever since. Been playing NBA DFS from the get go, and it's just been uh, rewarding and very fortunate for me. So, just excited and looking forward to uh, working with you guys here at Hoopball. Awesome. Awesome, man. And we're glad to have you. And this is going to be a fun one. Chuck is going to be uh, pretty much on, on our Saturdays. It's going to be Saturdays. He's going to be writing for us for the Sunday articles and stuff. You'll see him on Discord. It's going to be a fun one, man. And we do have a, a fun slate for you guys here today. We have two a two slater here. Um, a two-piece McNugget, as I like to call it. We're mm-hmm. two, two games in the first, in the early slate at one and four, and then a five-game late slate, which was a six-game, but another cancellation there. Um, but before we get into that, I do want to shout out one of our presenting sponsors. That is my bookie. And if you haven't heard the podcast, I say it every time. If you haven't heard now, uh, you, I don't know where you, where, where you've been listening or if you're skipping my bookies thing, but my bookie is simply the best book sports book out there. They're the only place that I trust to handle my NBA related bets. Uh, the one sports book guaranteed to give me the best lines for the Conor McGregor Poirier fight. Oh wait, that's going to come out. We're doing this one Saturday, so <laughs> I, I kind of jumped the gun on that one. But the best <laughs> lines to get the AFC and NFC um, championship games and the and um, the NFL Super Bowl coming out in two weeks. So I won't jump the gun on those two. But if you know me, you know that I don't give out my stamp of approval easily to earn it. you got to be the best at what you do. And my bookie is simply the best place out there. Uh, their casino is also fantastic. I mentioned it last night. I play pretty much regularly. Uh, and 
the the virtual aspect of it and you had there's a live aspect of it that you can see an actual dealer dealing the cards to people and yourself very weird i don't know how they do it but check it out it was pretty it was cool and weird at the same time um, but it's it's simple sign up enter the promo code hoopball that's h o o p b a l l and get your deposit matched halfway up to 1000 bucks so head on over to my bookie if you want to add a little excitement to the sports you love the games you bet and bet with the best bet with my bookie and Chuck, man, we are going to get right into it here. All right. Uh, we have the uh, uh, Toronto Raptors at the Indiana Pacers. Um, and just just so the viewers know, you guys, there is 10 games on a back-to-back in this one. Ten, or 10 teams of the 14 playing are playing on a back-to-back. Uh, so there will be a lot of them. Fortunately, these two guys, Toronto and Indy, are not playing on the back-to-back well, they are playing on the back-to-back, but the front end. There's 10 playing on the back end. Right. Yeah, it's a lot to keep up with with this weird NBA schedule. Uh, but we have e, we have Karis LeVert out on the injury report for the Pacers. Uh, TJ Warren out as well. Jakar Sampson as questionable on the Raptors. We have Kyle Lowry as questionable with that toe. And Patrick McCaw currently still out. And we don't have a spread for this one as of yet. Uh, we do have a couple, though. But Chuck, I want to get I want to get your thoughts on this. Throwing you right into the gun, right into the fire here. All right, <laughs> we're going to start with the Raptors, man, and think of uh, whether Kyle Lowry plays or doesn't play. They said he has an infected big toe, and I was reading that that takes about two to three days to heal. So I think he's truly questionable. Probably leaning towards not playing. I don't know. Uh, but what's your take on that, and and who you like in each scenario? Uh, I guess with Lowry out. Uh... Or Lowry in. I mean, the, the guy who's been pretty much on fire lately is uh, OG Ananobi. Um, uh, just, I think he just came off a season high, 21 points off that pretty wild win in Orlando. Um, five from six from the arc. Uh, the dude's hitting 22 of his last 37 three pointers. He's just on fire. It's just like I think it's nearly 60 percent of his threes right now. It's just it's very sustainable. Um, he's helping this Toronto team. Um, just give him that boost. They had those early struggles. So. Um, I think uh, Ananobi at his price at sixty four hundred. Um, it's a little above mid tier, but it's he's he's a solid option, um, especially with Lowry out. Um, so I think uh, I think Ananobi's definitely uh, if is he if he can not keep knocking these shots down, he, he's definitely a, a guy you're going to want in this two game slate. Um, I think the other uh, value play on this side is, is going to be Terrence Davis. It looks like Nurse is. Uh, uh, Nurse is playing Davis uh, a little more now, especially with, I mean, even the last game with Lowry in, um, Davis is definitely getting some run, uh, and I think uh, it's just a solid option, um, especially if you want to play these higher guys in this two-game slate. Um, we're going we're gonna to talk about who those guys are, but uh, he's definitely a good plug for, for that lineup uh, to, uh, to be able to get some more bigs in there. Um, but, uh, you know, other than that, I mean, Pascal is always in play. Uh, and... Uh, I'm just not. I just wasn't on the Boucher train. I wasn't on the Booch mm-hmm. when Booch was uh, going ballistic. But uh, I've taken him the past couple of games. You know, the tail end of this uh, of this run, and it just hasn't been uh, uh, going my way. But I think on a two game, when they're when they're playing each other again, it's it's. I mean, I'll, I'll never take Aaron Baines, but um, uh, Boucher is going to play. I think big minutes in one of these two games. So uh, it's just which one is it going to be. Uh, but I, I definitely think OG and Terrence Davis are definitely some solid options on this side. Uh, and, of course, with Lowry out, you're going to have to go Fred Van Fleet as an option. I mean, it's just he's, he's going to be taking the shot, so you're going to want that shot taker. Yeah, and then and there's only two games, so we're pro- we might have to play four, team, four guys from one game or from right. one team because it, there's just not that many to choose from. Um, and, yeah, and I, I like the OG call. He's one of my – 
out of the options that you have in the round around the six K, uh, I, I gravitate. I'm been gravitating towards him in, in the quick lineups that I've been making. Uh, Boucher possibly if I can afford that extra five hundred, but there's going to going to be more people that I want to um, pay up for. And I know throwing in a, a sample lineup already, just just playing around because we know information is going to change and and whatnot. Uh, I was able to fall on the sixty four of OG a lot, and I like that price tag. I think Van Vliet is a solid option up there among the three point guards. He, he's if Lowry's not there, I'm going to take a hard, long, hard look at him. He's been in a slump lately, and he's one of those guys who run hot and runs very hot and very cold a couple times. Uh, and he's been cold the last three games. He went seven of eighteen a couple days ago against Miami, but overall from the three point line, he has made only five of his last twenty shots uh, from three. So. One of some something's going to change there, and I think he can easily hit a ceiling if he if Lowry's not there. So I like him. Uh, you mentioned Terrence Davis; he's another guy I like at thirty six. Him and I'll give Baines a look as well. Uh, but at thirty six hundred, you're going to have to play some guys there if you want to fit in big people on a on a measly two game slate. Right. Uh, and then and, and Norm Powell is another guy I like in the four K range type of thing. If Lowry doesn't play, he plays much better when there is no Lowry or there is no Van Vliet than he does when there is no OG or no Siakam. He's much better as the off ball guard than he is as as the off ball wing. Um, so I'll give him a, a nice look there if there's no Lowry. But yeah, I I'll I think I'm gonna have a, some solid exposure to the Raptors in this in this one because I think there's some value to be had there. Right. Yeah, Norman Powell, he'll definitely be taking those teener shots if Lowry's out. Um, so uh, as long as he's knocking those down, I mean, and, and he likes to shoot from three. So if he's hitting those, he's definitely a solid option, like you said. Yeah, and if Lowry's in, then I'll have to go to pivot to the other options because then I won't. He's not right. going to play as many minutes. He won't get the usage, and he just he's just better as one of those guards than he is when he's playing small forward. Uh, but let's flip on over to the the Pacer side, man. And we got DeMont, uh, DeMontis Sabonis at – 10,100. We got Brogdon, another high price at 85. Uh, Turner's jumping up there at 72. Then everybody else is a little lower. Uh, but do you have anybody on this side of the ball that you're just gravitating towards? Oh, I hate that Sabonis is at, at over 10K <laughs> right now. But I mean, yep. on a two game slate, it's like I, he's, he might be the guy you're going to need. Um, he's he's going to give you those Sabonis bonus extra points, those double doubles. I don't think he's not had a I don't think he's not had a double-double this entire season. Um, so you're going to get those double-double extra points in DK, uh, potential triple-double every night. Um, and uh, just the whole big three. I mean, Brogdon, too, just the way he's playing. I think he, he's averaging a team-high 22.5 points and, like, over seven assists. So he's just staying consistent on a nightly basis. And um, and, and and Miles Turner, 7,200, just uh, lower of the big three. Uh, just his his blocks are just are just insane lately. And, and Toronto's struggling at the front court depth. So I think uh, even just having some bonus and Turner at a double center option is also a good idea on this two game slate. I mean, it's definitely not a bad idea to 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 start to look at and start to construct your lineup at. And uh, I think uh, Justin Holiday. I know he followed out last game, but. Uh, Jeremy Lamb, just the return of Lamb. Um, they said they were going to start creeping him in slowly. Uh, it seems like he's he's starting uh, starting to play um, a little faster than mm-hmm. expected, and he, and he's at forty two hundred. Uh, I think he's going to produce, and it just seems like he's he's not taking away Justin Holiday's usage, but uh, I, I think uh, uh, Jeremy Lamb is definitely going to be uh, in play and, and get his share of his minutes. Yeah, and and I'm with you. It's I don't want Sabonis at ten one. It's kind of annoying, but. 
on a two game slate, you gotta you gotta definitely take a look at him. It's pretty, it's gonna come down for me, him or Kawhi, in in how my build right. is stacking. If I can find another center that I feel comfortable with, uh, I don't mind taking that three hundred dollar uh, discount and then mixing it in where everywhere else. Uh, but it's it, there's not too many of the center options that I feel comfortable with on this slate. Um, but yes, yeah, the bonus is gonna take a look and and Brogdon, for me, uh, I'm gonna have. I'll probably most or have two of the three guards in this one with Brogdon and the Shea, uh, Shea and Van Vliet. Uh, but if Kyle Lowry plays, then I'm going to gravitate toward more towards Shea, uh, Shea and uh, Brogdon. So that's going to be different there. And then I won't even have to decide which two of the three I want in each lineup. Uh, but he's definitely an option. They're all within $400 of each other. They're all in pretty solid matchups. It's just how you're feeling. Uh, and his, his usage is crazy. So definitely want him. Turner, I don't have too much interest. Not that I don't have too much interest in him, but uh, we mentioned OG. I would rather pay down to go get OG if I can. Again, there's not that many center options, so I might have to switch that up and and pay up here and pay down in another spot. But I wasn't gravitating too much towards Turner. I am gravitating a lot towards Jeremy Lamb at 4,200. Like you said, they ramped him up very quickly. I didn't expect that. Part of it was probably due to game environment. They're trying to get out a win there. Uh, Justin Mm -hmm. Holiday had some foul trouble and what whatnot but at 4200 if he's playing 24 minutes fantastic price for him so mm. i'll definitely give him a look um and i might go back another guy like in the low four 4k range is uh tj mcconnell if i, I probably won't have too much of them because i want the bigger guards but if you're paying up for sabonis and turner and you're going big heavy where where your money's going big i don't mind running it back with a, a tj mcconnell at 44 just because he's been playing a consistent amount of minutes and he'll get you those steals those dimes and hopefully he can get you eight to 12 point uh, actual points and that'll be pretty solid return for you right with mcdermott up to 5200 now i think that's a good yeah. option <clears throat> and uh when, again mcdermott's another guy i would have liked but i don't want him at 25 he doesn't just he doesn't do too much for me outside of scoring right um, but yeah, let's jump into this other game so we can get onto the nice, the nice slate that we're all mm. we're both looking forward to. Uh, this next game is the Oklahoma City Thunder at the Los Angeles Clippers. This is a rematch from the other day. Uh, we have Trevor Ariza, Josh Hall, Al Horford, Ty Jerome. They are all out. Um, and on the Clippers side, we do not have a injury report as of yet. So they look like they are pretty much healthy for this one. I will start with OKC, and I'll, I'll just jump into this one so we can get back into the. We'll go quickly through this one, get back into the nice five-gamer. Uh, yeah, I mentioned Shea, 8,100. I'm going to play two of those three guards if Lowry's out. If Lowry's in, then it makes it more easier for me to pick the two of the three guards uh, for the majority of them. With Al Horford out, I want I, go, I went straight to Isaiah Roby to look where he was. He was at 47, so he's priced pretty appropriately. He still has a little bit of upside there. Uh, and like I said, if I'm not paying up for a center, I will look down to him. But at 4,700, there's not huge room. Uh, a lot of his great value and, and his lock lock him in type of stuff is is kind of knocked out with this price tag. But he's still an option for me, uh, knowing that Al Horford's not going to play and they're going to try and play him as much as he can until he gets into foul trouble. Not a great matchup against the Clippers and against Ibaka, but I know he should be in the 25-27 minute range. Um, outside of every outside of them. The two people that you look first at are Dort and Baisley, but I don't. I'm not huge on them that they're going to repeat this. Uh, Dort has been scoring 20 points the past three games. Uh, at some point, that's not going to happen, and he's going to crater off to 
11 or, or 8 or single digit and his shot's not going to fall. I'm not going to keep chasing that and hope for it to happen and then get bit because it doesn't. I would rather lean towards Baisley out of those two, but I'm not fully on either. If uh, Lowry doesn't play, I'd rather just go with, with Powell over them. I think he's a bit safer. Uh, but how about you? How are you feeling about this this Thunder team? Yeah, I mean, if this game script stays uh, stays a game, then, uh, then yeah, I, I would like to see Baisley being uh, – uh, getting back to the Baisley where we saw him producing 35, 40 fantasy points. Um, it feels so long ago um, at 4,900. He's, he's, he's a good play if this game can stay close. Um, I definitely have some exposure to Shea. Um, his price went back up a little bit, but I think it's where he needs to be. Um, definitely Shea. And, uh, and and like I said, Dort, if he's knocking down his threes and, and doing it on the defensive end, for this game to stay close, he's going to need to be. So um, for him to be in play, you know, this game is – if if this game is going to stay close, it's it's definitely a, a Dort play to uh, to be able to produce. Um, but other than that, I mean, Isaiah Roby in play with Horford out again. And uh, I, I, that's pretty much it for me. Uh, the value on this, on this team is just uh, – e- even in a blowout, it's just not there for me. All right, man. And that makes me forget. I forgot to say the, the spread for this one because we haven't had any spreads in the last couple of days I've been on. Uh, but the Thunder are 13 and a half road dogs. So that's a huge spread that Vegas is looking at. And the over under is 221 and a half. So they're, they're saying blowout. So in that, in that case, uh, possibly we can, if, if that's what you're looking at, you can get some of these cheaper OKC guys out there if you think they're going to get 15 plus minutes run or 20 minutes at the minimum value um but on the clipper side of the ball we have leonard and george both at the top top of the price tier over here uh 98 95 number two and three price guys on the slate uh i like i want leonard a bit over paul george in this one i that could you, you could go either way but i probably i'm gonna lean leonard over the two uh and like i said i'm either gonna get leonard in most of my lineups or it's gonna be sabonis depending on how i am um constructing that position wise but definitely want either one of those guys in there i think they're both in great matchups i know this one has a more of a blowout feel uh last game they kept it competitive for the most part and then it just started slipping away during the second half could easily happen again but Kawhi and george were pretty safe leonard put up uh i think 50 53 points in the last one even even though they won by 14 so uh, i think he could repeat that performance outside of him not huge on everybody's price tag. I would have liked Batum back at the 4,500-ish range, but now he's at 5K. Uh, I don't mind looking at Marcus Morris Sr. at 4,200. You're going to have to bite the bullet on some of these guys getting 20 to 23 minutes or so. I think he could produce in this one. It'll be a pretty solid matchup. Uh, and I, I guess we can look at Lou Williams. As bad as he's been playing at 3,900, they're, they're practically saying, play him, play me, play Ugh. me. So, um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It gives you that <laughs> taste in the But on a two-game Slater, uh, right. he, he's going to be a guy I, I wouldn't mind. I, I mean, I, I, wouldn't, I shouldn't say I wouldn't mind looking at, but I, I will have to look at. And if you think it's a big blowout, you can look at Luke Kennard. But I think that $100 difference for him and Lou Williams, I'm just going to go Lou Williams. <clears throat> How about you, man? Yeah, I, I think he nailed it with uh, with Kawhi. I, I like Kawhi over PG. Um, I mean, their past couple of games they're producing just about the same. They're 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 priced three hundred dollar difference. Um, 
Uh, I'm gonna have to take Kawhi. Uh, just hoping this game stays close. Um, like you said, uh, Batum is just is, is is creeping up there, and uh, and Patrick Beverly. It's just it's it just it does just scream play me. I mean, at his price and in the minutes he's he's putting up, it's just uh, it, if he's not giving us steals and uh, not hitting his threes, it's uh, it, it, he's tough to really uh, to be able to knock down a tournament or a cash game. Um, yeah, he, he played 30 minutes last game, scored one point. It's yeah, very hard to do. It's so tempting to take him, though. Uh, but, yeah, I think that's about it on here. I, I've been waiting for Lou to go off and, and do Lou three-pointer things. Um, but even in a blowout, he, he's he's not going to be playing. He's the sixth man. So I, I, he's, he, he's also going to be sitting with the, with the starter. So, um, uh, like you said, I, I, so I'll have some shares of Patrick Beverly, and I'll definitely be taking some Kawhi. That's pretty much about it here. And if, uh, if it's a blowout, then uh, – <laughs> then uh, I guess you're looking at Reggie Jackson and some uh, and, and some man, but uh, hopefully that's not the case. Yeah, hopefully not. Um, but let's be right before we do get into this this five game pot or slate that we've been looking looking out for. Let's jump on to the. the I want to tell you guys a little bit about uh, Manscaped and the Weed Whacker guys. So listen up, Manscaped has a new product alert. They just released the Weed Whacker nose and ear hair trimmer. Take a look in the mirror, and I guarantee you'll see. Hair sticking out of those holes. It's time to keep your ear and nose hair looking as nice as your clean-shaven downstairs. Uh, Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their Weed Whacker. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. A premium Manscaped Weed Whacker uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. Ooh, that's hard to say fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's intelligently contoured design enhances the trimming experience, and it's waterproof, which makes for easy operating and cleaning. Uh, so don't wait. Get 20% off now and free shipping with the promo code HOOPBALL20. That's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com, and use the promo code HOOPBALL20. So what are you waiting for? Go whack your weeds. Uh, now let's get into this five-gamer, man. Uh, we have the first game of Cleveland Cavaliers at Boston Celtics. This game tips off at 7 p.m. as the normal – I shouldn't even say normal. These times are changing all the t- all over now. But the used-to-be-normal um, injury thing, uh, the, the tip-off time. But we have for the Cavs, we have Marcus Bolden, Matthew Delladova, Kevin Love, and Lamar Stevens all out. And for the Celtics, we have Romeo Langford, Jason Tatum, Peyton Pritchard, all out, and Aaron Naismith, doubtful. Uh, looks like he's not going to be playing in this one for with his neck or his back. But let's start on the Cleveland side, man. Who are you, who are you looking here? We, we've been seeing a <laughs> kind of timeshare at center. We've been seeing uh, Kent Colin Sexton go off with Garland. <laughs> Uh, what yeah. are you feeling in this one? Yeah, I don't know if Jared Allen was just saving. A, I'm sure he built up a lot of energy for that uh, for that revenge narrative game, back to back. But uh, I don't know. It looks like maybe maybe Drummond might be able to uh, step up in this in this game um, at 9300. Um, I don't know if they were just playing Jared Allen as much as many minutes just for for those two games, but maybe they will keep yeah. him around that range. Um, it looks like Chetty Osman his his. His minutes aren't going down, but it looks like the production uh, is probably going to go down now that the return of uh, Darius Garland. Um, I do like uh, Sexton uh, together, Colin Sexton, just just the way he's taking his shots and, and knocking them down lately with his energy since he's been back from that in- injury. Um, and Darius Garland, he 
he didn't shoot too great um, last game, but I expect to bounce back from him at fifty five hundred. It's it's not a bad point guard uh, spot to to throw him in um, just for uh, a cheaper value uh, point guard. And um, I think Torian Prince been playing some good ball lately. So at forty four hundred, um, he's definitely in a in a good spot for for what he's producing for the minutes given. Yeah, and I'm similar. Imin- I can't even talk. I'm <laughs> I'm in a similar boat as you with the Drummond thing. I don't know if it was a this is how it's going to be going mm-hmm. forward, or they just wanted to give Jared Allen and Torian Prince extra run against their former team. Right. They did. The coach said that, and the GM said Andre Drummond's not his role is not going to change. But clearly, that didn't happen the first two games. So we'll see. Um, that ninety three price tag, he can easily crush it in this matchup. This is a fantastic matchup for him. I'm just kind of nervous that I'm paying ninety three hundred for a guy that might not hit thirty minutes, and that's where my um, reservation comes in so i don't know if i can fully play him here which kind of sucks because it is a fantastic matchup same thing with jared allen 6100 if i know he was getting 30 minutes it'd be all over him but i just don't know if either of them are getting there and but at the same time they could still bring back solid value with that but i just want i'd rather have the upside of some of the other guys on this slate um i i don't mind looking at colin sexton at 71 but I think we're going to have decent alternatives as well. And this is a tough matchup for opposing um, wings and, and guards out there. But I do like myself some Darius Garland at 5,500. He played 22 minutes in his first game back. If that's a tra- if th- I, I didn't know he was going to even play that many minutes. Uh, if he's good to go for nearly 30 or even better, if they say he's no, no longer on a minutes limit, 5,500 is a fantastic price to to go at so i'm going to definitely look at them if he's if they're still saying they're going to ease him back in then it gets uh on the point of teetering on the line there if i want to go with him again or not i still think 5500 is low but if he's not going to see 30 harder to hit that and he's probably the one uh, one guy that I, I really like on this team um during this slate because everybody else to me is is when they're healthy, everybody it's kind of hard to pinpoint who's doing what until we see a couple more games with everybody and, and what roles they're looking at. <clears throat> um, yeah, but let's go to Boston, man. How are right. you feeling about Celtics? We still have no Jason Tatum. We have a what looks to be a healthy uh, Kemba Walker. So yeah. that's that's interesting. I did not expect him to play this early, and I did not him, expect him to look this good this early. So consider me a shocker and there's no pain per charge to take extra minutes off the bench right uh, so what are you feeling about on boston yeah from starting at 20 minutes to 29 minutes kemba walker uh just averaging 30 uh over 30 fantasy points per game um put up 36 uh 36 plus fantasy points last game uh, i i definitely think he's in a good position I, I could definitely see um uh jalen brown as well jalen brown just went ballistic last game uh just i think he almost took 30 shots uh so i i, I could just see a good uh a good run with kemba and uh jalen versus sexlin on this one um uh i I also like Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart's just being consistent. Um, at 6,100, the, the guy's putting up uh, over 37 fantasy points the past couple games, um, taking the shots, uh, taking over 15 shots a game. Uh, it's just another solid point guard, shooting guard uh, option right there. So um, I, I know Tice had a good game last game. I, I just can't go back to that. Um, so especially if uh, if we got Drummond on the other side. Um I'm, I'm so I'm thinking Jalen Brown, Kemba, and and Smart are my options uh, for the Boston side. 
not many value options here. They might have to bring out some Robert Williams at 3,500. Um, I know Tristan Thompson's back, but uh, just the matchup against Drummond, you're going to need a big guy out there. Yeah, and I, I think Brown is is going to be a an option anytime that uh, Tatum sits, and this is another case. The last three games, he shot twenty. He's taken twenty, twenty four, and twenty eight shot attempts. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so he's he's shooting. You're gonna. It looks like the floor is twenty shot attempts for him. So I think he's he's gonna he's in play no matter what within this scenario. And this is a good defense that he's go or a good matchup that he's going up against. Yeah. I don't mind me looking at some Kemba and smart either. Um, I think we do have a couple alternatives that we can look at, but they're, if Kemba's playing, going to play 30 minutes, uh, at mm. 6,300, he's, he's, this is way too low. We, we're not going to keep getting him here if he's healthy and, and playing a full complement of minutes. So I don't mind attacking him while we can. I'd rather go with him over smart, even though smart's been playing great, been taking a ton of shots. Uh, it's just, if, if Kemba even gets an extra, keeps creeping up minutes, uh, his upside uh, in, in the way he's shooting is, is where I would lean there. But I think Smart's a solid choice as well. I wanted to take the Tristan Thompson revenge game narrative, right. but I don't know how many <laughs> games he's at or how many minutes he's actually going to play in this one. I think he can bring back value, but now that Rob Williams, now Daniel Tice, everybody's healthy except Sands, Jason Tatum, they're gonna it's going to jumble. And, and like you said, I'd probably prefer – the $900 savings and go with uh, Rob Williams because he's been a fantasy point per minute monster. Um, mm. But yeah, it's pretty much the same thing that we usually get on the Celtics, uh, but an extra usage to go around for the top guys without Tatum there. <clears throat> Sounds good. Right, man. And now we got the, the second game over here in the Charlotte Hornets and the Orlando Magic. Uh, we do have a spread for this one. It is 214 and a half. Uh, is the over under and the spread is negative three and a half for magic as the home favorites on the injury report. We have the magic with Al Farouk Amino, Michael Carter, Williams, Markel Fultz, Jonathan Isaac, Jeme Okeke. Uh, they are all out. And on the um, Charlotte side, we do not have one currently. Uh, I expect they, they are pretty, they seemed as though everybody was healthy entering in, uh, but we'll, we'll see what happens later on. Knowing this matchup, though, we have a couple people. We still have LaMelo Ball at 7,200. We have Gordon Hayward at 75. Uh, there's been some stuff going around about LaMelo Ball. His father, his dad was the one who started it, saying, I know he's not happy being a bench guy. They shouldn't be benching. It's what? It, we're, we're in late January. Uh, I didn't know it would take this long for him, for the dad to say something. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what, that's outside. Uh, it is what it is, but. How you feeling about the Charlotte team, man? Is anybody that you're you're gravitating towards with these price tags? Uh, we just mentioned a couple people in the six K range. Do you like PJ Washington with them, or Rozier, or Graham? Yeah, PJ Washington. He's been producing pretty well. Um, he's averaging thirty uh, fantasy points per game. He's getting the minutes. Uh, he's definitely taking the shots too on this team. Um, I think compared to like someone like a, a Miles Bridges, who's just kind of taking a back seat now with uh, the return of Cody Zeller and the Biombo eating those minutes as well with PJ out there. So I think PJ's still getting his fair share of minutes. And in this matchup, it's it's definitely a good matchup for him. Uh, I know he is going against uh, the big Vooch there, but um, he, he's just producing on a nightly basis. So that 6,600, he's, he's a good option at that position. All right. Yeah. And, and, um, 
I'm not huge. I, I think this is a solid matchup, but the way the Magic have been playing and slowing everything down as usual, I'm not hu- too huge on any of these guys. I do think PJ Washington is, is still underpriced a bit, so I don't mind looking him there at him there. Uh, and then, I mean, now we have a, a log jam at center, so he can't touch those guys. Mikael Bridges is out there. It's a log jam at point guard, even though they're playing a lot. Uh, I, I I think we there's. We men- I mentioned we mentioned two guys on the Celtics that I, I think have higher upside than a lot of the 6K guys around here. So I'm probably going to pass them outside of P.J. Washington as well. Uh, and then I'm down to go down to or- Orlando if, if uh, you're ready. Yeah. Um, All right. Yeah, so yeah. again, uh, Vucevic uh, just at 9,100, but, but continuing to crush on a nightly basis. Um, just another double-double machine, uh, almost averaging 50 fantasy points per game. Um, at his price, it's 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 him or Drummond again at those price ranges. It's just, it's just which uh, which which matchup do you want to go with that? Aaron Aaron Gordon um, just eating up this uh, this point forward position he, he's got now. Um, even with the return of Fournier, he, he's just still crushing uh, crushing his uh, his his fantasy points uh you know per minute and and just pretty much doing it everywhere he just almost had a triple double last game um and uh 7400 he's a little high but but he just does continue to produce and especially against charlotte's uh charlotte's defense there i I think he's in a good spot um terrence ross just uh 5600 the most unpredictable player just like a norm powell just every night you just don't know which way he's going if his shots are going to fall if he's going to fall out or what's going to happen um as in tournament play he's always there but uh in cash i just i uh, I just can't touch Terrence Ross, so I'm definitely just going to go with the with the with the big two there in that in that game on that side of the ball. Yeah, and I'm I'm close there. I I, I would expand it to the big three that I, I like in this one. Uh, Vucevic mentioned Drummond. I think Drummond has the. I mean, they both have great matchups, uh, but I I like Drummond matchup better. But I don't like his minutes, and Vucevic is the guy on this team. And uh, in this matchup, 9100, there's he's. One of one of two center options that I like if I'm paying up for. He's one of the the two center options that I'm I'm going to be paying up for when I when I get there. Um, so he's definitely in play for me. I think Aaron Gordon is a fantastic price tag right here at 74. He's playing point Gordon right now. So uh, anytime he's doing that, he's just on a bender. And if they if he continues to do that, he's in in range of a triple double. I don't think he's going to necessarily get one, but he can mm-hmm. get you high teens points. Uh, Nearly double digit rebounds, nearly double digit assists, and a couple of stocks. This guy's on a on a bender right now, and I'm going to continue to ride it. Um, and Fournier, I mean, they're not going to overextend um, Cole Anthony once with for, with Fournier there, with Aaron Gordon there, with Vucevic running through a lot of offense. When Michael Carter Williams comes back, he's not going to run the offense, but he's going to play off ball a lot. And I think. Uh, it's it's going to fall on Fournier to do a lot of ball handling as well. So I think at 5800, uh, in the in the people in that range in the in the 5K type of range, I think he's he has some upside in a, in this fantastic matchup comparatively. So I'm going to lean towards him a lot uh, when I when I get down there. He's going to be one of my favorite like mid 5K type range guys. But everybody else on the team, I'm. Uh, I think most of the usage goes to these three. And like you mentioned, Terrence Ross type of <laughs> microwave type of guy he just gets hot and doesn't. Um, it's too inconsistent for me to go with him over Fournier when I think Fournier has a a, a lot solid, safer of a floor here. <clears throat> oh, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, man, let's jump on over to this next one. We're already two of the five games in. We we did the two games earlier, uh, but we have another spread for this one. A whopping two thirty-five and a half. We only have uh, four spreads in this this five or five game one, or three spreads of these five. Uh, and out of the seven total, this is the highest spread that we have so far. At a whopping two thirty-five and a half, and the Bucks are nine point. Mm-hmm. home favorites against the Hawks on the injury report. We have the Hawks with uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich is out. Chris Dunn is out. Trey young and Deandre Hunter are both questionable. Obviously big news to watch. I don't know how questionable that questionable tag is, but big news to watch on the, the Milwaukee bucks have nobody on the injury report as of yet. I'll jump right into the Atlanta Hawks, man. Um, Trey young at 9,400, Fantastic matchup for him, but his back acted up last game, and now he's questionable. Uh, out of the high price tags, I just I would have loved to try and throw him in this matchup. Uh, this is a good matchup for him, but I don't know how hurt he actually is. So at, as of now, he's someone that I'm not going to play. If I get the sense that this is just minor, and, and they're like, yep, he's going to play as many minutes as he can, um, he lock him in for 35. If I hear the beat writers or the people watching him pregame say, yeah, he's good to go. There's nothing wrong with him. I'll throw him back into my player pool, but right now he's out. Clint Capella, he's on a bender. <laughs> he's now at 8,500. Uh, this guy has been crushing it. Um, I don't want to play him right now, though, in, at 8,500. Not not right now, but in this particular matchup against Brooke Lopez, who's going to take him off, take him as far out of the paint as possible. I'm not huge on him. Then you have Giannis, who also isn't freak at rebounding and stuff. Uh, so I'm not huge on the Capella in this matchup, but he is on a bender. So I know there's people going to be asking about him, looking at him. Uh, and then DeAndre Hunter's news is going to shake things up. If he plays and everybody else plays, not 100% keen on throwing a Huerter, uh, a Reddish, a Gallinari in there. But if he doesn't play, that that's a lot of extra minutes for everybody, and then they all would um, look at my player pool, probably in the order of Huerter, Gallinari, and Reddish. But uh, that all depends on DeAndre Hunter. If he plays, I don't like to touch too many of them because – of the uncertainty of who, who, whose night is it now. And we have so many other games and other options to go to that. I don't think we have to. Yeah. So, I mean, if Trey young doesn't, if, if he's not playing, uh, do we see Rondo at 3,500? Um, he did get some, uh, garbage time minutes and, uh, produce some, some decent fantasy points. So, um, uh, 3,500, if Trey doesn't sit, I mean, it's, it's a good tournament option. Um, uh, Kevin Huerter, you know, 5,500 where he, where he should be right now. Um, not a bad option. Like you said, there's other options on this slate and John Collins just coming off a bad game. Um, it's just, I, I'm going to have to pass on him in this matchup, uh, against Giannis and, and Lopez and, you know, those bigs on that side. Um, so I'm pretty much w- with, with you on that. I'm not going to play Capella. I just don't see him getting another double digit block game. I mean, who knows though? He probably will just cause I said that, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, and, and with the wing situation as well. Awesome, man. And then we're going to jump on over to the Bucks side of the ball, and we have the highest player on the slate in Giannis. Um, we have Chris Middleton at 78, and Drew Holiday getting more appropriately priced finally. He's back in the $7,300 range. He's getting close to where he's uh, very – there's still a little meat on the bone for me, in, especially in this matchup. Anytime you're playing Trey Young, I'm going to target you. So 73, I think there's still meat on the bone for him, but – 
it's getting closer to where I think he should be priced. I think he should be priced high 7K, low 8K, probably 78, 79, right around Chris Middleton's price, which he's also in a very good matchup. Uh, but for this one, I'm probably going to lean towards Drew Holiday playing, getting the most exposure to. Um, you can never not play. I mean, you can never fault anybody for playing Giannis, but uh, I'm probably going to go more balanced in most of my lineups here. Um, and outside of, of the the big three guys, I don't think there's a particular guy that I'm just high on in this matchup. And it's a great matchup. Uh, it's a matchup that there's going to be a lot of scoring. Uh, so I do want to get some exposure to Middleton, Drew Holiday. I will have some exposure to Giannis. I'm just not going to put him in everywhere. But um, I want to get most of the exposure to where all the usage is going in this matchup. And it, it is a fantastic matchup. I guess I wouldn't mind looking at a guy like uh, Brooke Lopez at 5,400 if I'm cheap, going cheaper at center because he will draw Clint Capella out of the out of his comfort range and whatnot. He can take him off the dribble a little bit, even though he's not going to. Uh, but I think that's a, a decent matchup in, for that in, in this game environment. But I'm not going to have too much exposure to him as well. Uh, how about you, man? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you nailed it with everybody on the Milwaukee side. You know, Giannis is never a lock at his price right now. Um, but uh, you know, with uh, Chris Middleton just that small forward, it's not a bad option at seventy eight hundred when you got somebody like Jalen Brown over there at eighty six hundred. Um, and uh, it's I, I I like him as a better option than um than the other forwards on the slate at that price. Uh, He's just consistent on a nightly basis. Good matchup. And uh, like you said, for a low center, Brooke Lopez. Um, and uh, that's that's pretty much it for, for this on this side. Uh, this, uh, yeah, Bobby Portis, just another tournament play. Um, if you're if, if some of these guys are out and Milwaukee just ends up blowing this game out. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, and now we'll jump on to – oh, before we jump on to the other one, I do want to pause the show quickly. And uh, it's a fun announcement. It's free stuff. Everyone loves free stuff. What's that stuff, you ask? The Bruce Letter is back. Oh, yes, back and fresh for the 2020-2021 NBA season. Our founder, Aaron Bruski, is writing an email news uh, email newsletter filled with his most intimate fantasy nuggets. It's exclusive content that you cannot find anywhere else. It's not on the website, not on any podcast, not on social media. It's only in the email newsletter. And you can sign up today. And for free, just go to bit.ly slash Bruce Letter 2021. takes 10 seconds. And you will be right. Uh, you have Aaron Bruski straight into your inbox. Um, and also the fantasy pass, guys. We know that the draft season is over and all that, uh, but the fantasy pass is still the best deal in the industry at just four ninety nine per month. And now that we're into the regular season, there's zero commitment. Just sign up for one month for five bucks. If you don't like it, you can cancel. But we know you'll love it. It's a, but it's always a nice option to have. Uh, the fantasy pass is everything you'll need to dominate all year: updated projections, new fantasy appraiser tools, schedule and streaming charts. Pickups, drops, and our newest and coolest feature, the Hoopball Discord server, where you can only or we can all hang out with Hoopball pros around the clock and get one-on-one help with your team. So please do check it out. Head to hoopball-dot-com and click on the fantasy ad pass just below the main media wall. And if you just want the DFS pass, it's as little as one ninety-nine a month. You can hang out with myself, Chuck, and all and the rest of the team, and, and get your last-minute up-to-date news, especially on the Discord, which is crucial. Uh, but let's jump into the the next game here, the Washington Wizards against the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, we have a, I believe we have, no, we do not have a total for this one. This is the one of the late games that we don't have a total for. Uh, but we do have some injury report 
Uh, on the Spurs, we have Dehante Murray. He is questionable. He left the last game after just one minute. I'm sorry for whoever played him. But after one minute, he hurt his ankle, didn't return, and now he's questionable for this one. Quandre Witherspoon is questionable as well. Uh, Drew Eubanks and Derek White are out. For the Wizards, we have their entire team out. <laughs> no, but um, mm-hmm. we have pretty much everybody. <laughs> if you're going to look for value, this is where to do it. We have Denny Advija. He's out. Davis Bertans, Troy Brown Jr., Thomas Bryant. He's an injured guy. Uh, Rui Hachimura, Ish Smith, Maurice Wagner. All of them are out. Russell Westbrook is questionable. Did not expect that one to happen. And Raul Nito is also questionable. Those two guys are also injury-related. Everybody else is health and safety protocol. Oh, we got all that out of the way, man. <laughs> I'm going to throw this at you. Yeah. Bradley uh, Beal by himself at 10-2. Can you do it? Oh, man. Oh, with all this other uh, high-priced uh, ballers on this slate, I, it's, it's it's tough to pull that trigger, especially when these guys haven't played in games. Um and you know he's complaining about uh you know not playing and and, and players getting injury prone now so uh i don't know if he's going to be able to play his uh deserved minutes like like he would on a on a nightly basis but uh um if he does <laughs> he's Bradley Baller Beal and he could put up <laughs> 60 fantasy points in a night so i yeah, I, I can't. The lawsuit. <laughs> big brawler band. Big brawler. <laughs> I can't even talk. <laughs> uh, man, but yeah, I mean, you can't ignore him. You definitely have to have a, a share or two of him uh, just to see, uh, just so you don't miss out on, on, a, on a Beal comeback here. But I, I think um, that's going to give Brooks a chance, you know, with, with all these guys out. Um, it, it's, I don't think he's going to be hesitant <laughs> to play uh, like, like an Isaac Bonga or an Anthony Gill or, you know, or even like uh, Garrison Matthews had a little spark yeah. at one point at point. So, I mean, even with Westbrook out, you, you, you're going to see some of these guys. So at their price, uh, definitely tournament plays, but I mean, you could sneak one or two and in, in for a value play on, on, in a cash game. So, um, I mean, it, it just depends how many minutes these guys are going to, are, are going to get you know, with all these guys out. Yeah. And uh, like you said, Bradley Beal is a interesting conundrum because he tend to high price, uh, we, he hasn't played in a week, but he's also the only guy on this team that he might realistically see 45 to 50% usage. And I know that's astronomical, but look at the people he's playing with. Uh, he's, he might take 30 shots, and that right. and that's being uh, realistic. So that's crazy. And then you look at the matchup, the Spurs, they're playing fast. I know they're not going to have DeHonte Murray, and that's just – or, well, they might not have DeHonte Murray, and that's even better for Bradley Beal. Who's, right. Is, there's gonna that means gonna um, Patty Mills is gonna play 30 minutes. Patty Mills is a aging veteran, and although he's playing great, he's not gonna play great defense against a, a guy who's just on when he's on. Right. Uh, so I I'm gonna have my shares of Bradley Beal and hope that he plays 30 plus minutes because uh, he can still hit that value even though it's it's a huge number. And then everybody else is just a wild card, like you mentioned. Uh, we're gonna have to wait to see who's starting and who's not, but. Uh, uh, I think Jerome Robinson is a pretty solid play at 3,500. He every time he gets a chance, when everybody else was out, he was never one to shy away from shooting the ball. Mm-hmm. So uh, I know just just off that alone, I know he'll he'll 
take get his shots up. Uh, Garrison Matthews is another guy who will try and get his shots up. Uh, and then at the the big positions, we have Robin Lopez who's there, mm-hmm. Alex Len who just got signed, Jordan Bell. Right. Like all these guys are going to have to play minutes, and it's crazy. Uh, you can go with Rolo with the safeness at forty six, but it also don't you don't. I might take, especially in GPPs, uh, I'll take a shot or two here uh, in, a, a, or a couple of them at their cheap price tags. And in cash, I think one or two is okay. Yep. Anything more, and then you're putting yourself in that real yeah. big hole. Yeah, like you mentioned. <clears throat> yeah. On the other side, like you said, Patty Mills, uh, t- t- uh, with with Murray out, it doesn't look like he's going to play. He came down on it pretty hard, but they're saying it's not serious. Um Patty Mills with his minutes and and taking the threes if he's knocking them down, uh, he's definitely a solid option at five k. Lamarcus Aldridge coming off a big game, but uh, he was also going against the bigs in uh, in Dallas um, and Washington. <laughs> I know I know that they did acquire a couple uh, a back a center now, but uh, I just don't see a matchup for, here for Aldridge. Uh, I I do like. Uh, Matchup for DeMar DeRozan versus a Bradley Beal here. Um, just kind of both possibly taking 30 shots with Murray out and uh, everybody else out in Washington. So I like DeMar, DeMar DeRozan at, at 7,600, another 7K uh, range uh, uh, forward. So, um, yeah, I think that's pretty – oh, Devin Vassell too. Definitely uh, um, in a good position with uh, with Murray out. And he's, he's starting to get minutes with or without him. So, um yeah, I think at 4,100, it's another great value play on the side of the ball. Yeah, and this side of the ball, uh, if you think this is going to be a competitive game and, and they're going to keep it close, the the Wizards, that is, there's a lot of value to be had here. I mean, they're playing against backups of backups. They're mm-hmm. playing against people that just got signed off the street that weren't even in the rotation <laughs> before. Uh, so if, if unless you can, I can easily see a blowout environment. Uh, but if you think Bradley Bale and, and I want to say crew, I don't I don't even know how many people they're going to have available. Uh, but if you think Bradley Bill can keep this game competitive, yeah, DeMar DeRozan, if Murray sits, which is probably likely, DeRozan gets that much more uh, offensive responsibility, more facilitating on top of what he's already doing. At 7,600, he's, he's, they're probably going to put him more at point guard. I, I, I know right. Patty Mills is going to play a good amount, but he plays off the ball as well. Uh, so I think 7,600 for DeRozan, if no Murray, great price tag. You mentioned LaMarcus Aldridge. Uh, he's been hit or miss lately, but this is a definite matchup where he can easily hit. I mean, Alex Lynn couldn't even cut it on Toronto uh, when they were – he couldn't cut it on multiple teams. And then you have Robin Lopez who can't be extended in minutes. Uh, Jordan Bell who was not even on a team for a while. So he's going to be in a fantastic spot. I think Keldon Johnson's going to be in a pretty good spot. Mm-hmm. I think most of these guys are going to be in a pretty good spot. But I like the the Vassal call here. Uh, Vassal, Pirtle. Uh, these type, those two guys, even Lonnie Walker in a decent spot, but those bottom two, they're going to play a lot if this game gets out of hand. Uh, and, and they're both in good matchups too. And, and without Murray there, uh, and maybe they rest, they not, they don't overextend Aldridge. I think you can, you can find value with those two 4k guys there as well. Sounds good. All right, man. Uh, let's jump on to the last game of the night, and we All do right. have a spread for this one. The nice. New York Knickerbockers against the Portland Trail Blazers. Uh, Blazers' name is long, so I wanted to do the long Knicks name there. The, the <laughs> over-under is 215.5, and, and the Blazers are a five-point home favorite. Uh, for the Knicks side of the ball, we have – a couple people that I'm interested in, and I'll start quick. Uh, Julius Randle, 
I mentioned that there's a couple center options with, with Vooch that he's one of my two favorite priced up center options. The other option in that group is Julius Randle. I think this is a fantastic matchup for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going, he's been getting more assist duty, um, ball handling duties. He had that in the, the first half of the season and then it kind of catered off a little bit. Um, he, he was averaging an astronomical assist, but then it started to cater off. But now he's getting more ball handling. Uh, his reboundings have been ticking up again. And this front court is just savage. Without Joseph Nurkic, it's Enos Cantor. Uh, Julius Randle can easily slide down to the five now, which is it's going to hurt Noel. Uh, it probably help Obi Toppin a little bit, but he's going to get extra minutes at the five. I think this is a fantastic matchup for him, a huge pace-up matchup, a defense in Portland that is not being played. Uh, Barry, I like him a lot in this one. And then outside of him, um, I don't mind Mitch Robinson under 6K now, but I, if you, um, there are some other people around there. But he's also, everything I just said about Randall possibly going against Enos Cantor, Mitch Robinson's going to do the same thing. Cantor's not a guy that's going to take you out of the paint. He just he scores in the paint. He plays in the paint exclusively, so that's where Mitch Robinson thrives. Uh, and then I don't mind looking at the backcourt, but the cheaper options in the backcourt, like uh, Alec Burks, and it might be an Emmanuel quickly game. The last couple games he's been buried. Um, at 43, I'm not going to have too many shares, but I will, will have a lot of shares of Alex Burks. I think he's going to, as, as he gets more comfortable, it's, his offense is going to be needed a lot more, especially in this type of matchup. Yeah, I think you, you hit it with with those guys, uh, especially uh, Tibbs is uh, his minute guys. You know, especially Julius Randle and uh, R.J. Barrett. Um, those are the guys that are producing every night that the, the Knicks go on the court. Um, whether uh, depending, no matter the matchup, um, Mitchell Robinson, uh, he's definitely given us. Uh, he's for fifty eight hundred. He's he's right there on value just about every other night. Um, not a bad option, but again, going against Ennis Canner, it's it's tough. But I do see. Uh, you mentioned Reggie Bullock uh, questionable, so that could give some uh, opportunity for Nerlens Noel too to get some more playing time, and he's he's been playing pretty well um, uh, on a defensive end. Uh, so, yeah, and Alec Burks just getting his minutes up, uh, going to start producing like he like he was in the beginning of the season when he started out. So, um, I like Alec Burks at forty eight hundred, good value play on the Knicks, and and, and the two minute monsters, R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle. Awesome, and yeah, I forgot to. I actually did forget to do the the injury report for them. We have Bullock as doubtful, uh, Frank Frank the Tank Nidalekina as questionable, Austin Rivers as questionable. So three big guys in the backcourt, uh, and then we have on the Blazers Zach Collins, C.J. McCollum, Joseph Nurkic, the the obvious guys that we know. Uh, they're all out. But I want to throw out to you and let let you take this one. Uh, Portland Trailblazers. We don't have McCollum for this one. We don't have Nurkic. We have a 10K Damian Lillard. I know yeah. the matchup is tough, uh, but the price tag is high. Can you go there? And Or if you can, how often can you? Oh, man, Lillard at 10 o'clock. That is his prime time, <laughs> Dame time. Uh, yeah, I can see Lillard putting up over 25 shots. Um, with McCollum out, his usage and production just goes through the roof. So I think at 10,000, you're going to need uh, Dame in your lineups. Um, definitely uh, grab some shares of him. Um, he's a solid point guard option on this entire slate. Um, and as it's broken up, there's only five games here. So I, I think Lillard's definitely a solid option. Um uh you know McCollum's spot who's going to be taking that uh Gary Trent Jr seems to be uh uh 
be getting some solid minutes. Uh, if he's hitting his threes, we know what Gary Trent can do. Um, and, and Mello, Mello's the streakiest, uh, another streaky guy that uh, just a tournament play Mello. I just, I, I can't <laughs> take the guy in cash games. Um, and, and I guess the other Jones, uh, the other junior, uh, Jones Jr., just uh, going to be out there on the, for for the DV- defensive end, especially. So, um, anybody else, Anthony Simmons, and you know, all these guys, it's just just tournament options. But um, like you said, uh, uh, I'll definitely be taking some Lillard and uh, just a solid cash game option in this. Ennis Canner uh, should be able to. Uh, Hopefully he can. He should at sixty two hundred. He should be able to hit value at that. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. I like it, and I I, I don't mind Lillard here as well. Uh, but I if if Bradley Beal is is ready to go and they're playing him a lot, I'm gonna have more Bradley Beal in the matchup scenario against uh, the Spurs' fast pacedness and no one else being on the team. But Lillard, whenever McCollum sits, and and now with Nurkic too. I mean, hit, the shots are going to be there. The floor is going to be there. So I can't can't fault you for playing him. Uh, and he's he has 23 shots in three of the last four games. So, like mm-hmm. I said, the shots are going to be there. But I think Beal, if, if he's ready to play minutes uh, with no one, literally no one there, I think I think I'll lean there more and win that matchup. Yeah, um, you're convincing me even more. Now that, <laughs> we're breaking it down. That he's playing with the street guy, so <laughs> he's, he's pretty much playing at Rucker Park by himself <laughs> and a couple people. Uh, so let's hope let's hope he plays a full complement. Uh, outside of him or outside of Lillard, yeah, I don't usually like. Every time I'm on here, I say I don't like to target the Knicks too too much, just because this is how Tom Thibodeau wants to do it. He just wants to play slow, punch you in the face, and uh, hopefully hopefully walk out with a win. But I think we can target a couple of these guys in that uh, these forwards that are just in the from Mello to Rodney Hood. They're all decently priced. Um, it, it depends on who you're feeling that night. I know Mello is 48, which is more expensive, so I'll probably go down towards uh, Derek Jones Jr. But then there's the added bonus of Carmelo and the Knicks and uh, right. the kind of revenge game narrative type of thing. How everything ended with the Knicks. This might be a, a, a spot where Melo wants to play harder than, than he normally does, and he's going to have the shot attempts there too. So I'm not going to fully rule him out. Um, but if you want the savings, I don't mind looking at a Derek Jones Jr. or Rodney Hood. They're going to be playing a lot uh, and, and a decent amount of minutes. I think Jones Jr. plays a lot more just because he's a very good defender, and, he, and even when he's missing, they're going to keep him on the floor. So I like him better. Um, and Gary Trent Jr., I'm not really – he is too hot and cold for me, and I and this is not a matchup environment that I like him to go there. So uh, I think out of those guys down there, I look at Mello and, and Jones Jr. the most. And I do like to have late-game exposure, and this is the only late-game exposure. Um, unfortunately, there's not a ton in the middle there that I like. All right, man. Yep. Uh, so we, we knocked out both two slates two slates already your right. first two slates on hoop ball so uh, how, how did everything go for you oh man everything went well uh definitely uh definitely solid uh slate to start off on my uh my rookie debut here on the podcast for hoop ball try to go into it uh somewhat like a lamello ball instead of uh what more like an anthony edwards i guess <laughs> <laughs> i like that let's, let's hope we get some some mellow here uh hopefully your dad doesn't start yelling at us yeah you're messing <laughs> up the game man <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i've had a good one and 
I'm going to put you on the spot a, a slight bit here in these Yikes. last five games. <laughs> I know it's your rookie debut, uh, your first podcast with us, and this this guy over here, this this ass is putting you on the spot. But I do want to ask, out of all the plays out here, and I'm going to talk and give you a second so you could collect your thoughts, uh, I want to know what your favorite play is. And it could be any reason. It could be just because safest floor. It's it's okay. I got to. I'm going to put this guy in every my, all my lineups. Uh, position eligibility because they fit into your the build that you're looking for or price tag you just think this guy's so low he's going to make so many line lineups but uh, if you just had to throw one guy out there who which guy are you looking at, at at most and again i told you i would put you on the spot i'm going for this ramble to let you collect your thoughts quick but uh who do you got dame time Ooh, okay <laughs> okay he was ready for it it's time yeah. for for Lillard, I like Yeah, him. even if Westbrook plays. I mean, these guys over 10K. Uh, you got Westbrook, Beal, and uh, Giannis. Uh, just, uh, uh, I mean, I, I, I do like the Lillard matchup. I mean, even against New York. Uh, it's just with, with McCollum out. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm just going to have to lock and load Lillard in my lineups. I like it, man. I like it. Uh, and, then, and that's a, a very... A good call, I think. Um, <laughs> I, I was saying Beal, but if Westbrook plays too, that that's gonna change it a little bit. But I still think that there there's no one on that team to like. Um, yeah, don't get me wrong. I'll definitely have some shares of Beal. You definitely <laughs> yeah, you can't, convinced you me can't to have, have more than uh, one I was gonna have originally. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess I'll have to reciprocate and throw someone else out there too. Uh, I believe if Dehante Murray doesn't play. I think DeMar DeRozan makes just so much sense. He's going to have more ball handling responsibility, more ball handling duty, and he's going to be going against a nameless defender. Uh, none of their top three small forward options are going to be there. It's probably going to be Jerome Robinson uh, against him. And I, I like DeRozan at 7,600. I think that's just a very good value. And you can put him at either forward position uh, for some added flexibility there. Yeah, I like him at that 7K range, too, especially going up against this Washington team, as long as he's playing the minutes and this game stays close. Um, Gordon Hayward, too, in that 7,000. We really didn't uh, talk about him. Um, the matchup's not the best, but he's, he seems to be going down at 7,500. Um, the guy can just produce 50 fantasy points, and, and that's that's kind of crushing value at 7,500. Awesome, man. And before we head on on here, is there anything you want to let the viewers know? You want to tell them where they can find you on Twitter and all that, that good stuff? Uh, yeah, I'm at Chuck underscore Mans, M-A-N-Z, a.k.a. Monster Trip Dubber on Twitter. Um, <laughs> you guys want to check out the layup line uh, tomorrow morning? I'll be on that for uh, Hoop Ball, so go check it out. Awesome, man. And good to have you. We'll be seeing you again. And you can find me on Twitter also at Santino Cocone. And we are glad to have Chuck. Hope you guys enjoy the article. And you will see us again very soon. Uh, so take care, guys. And we'll catch you on Monday's Slate. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.